Victims of the punt time, Friday morning looking at Rose Hill rail in the three metre position. Track is currently a soft five, but we've got some deep fields, plenty of betting action to get into. It's a pleasure to welcome Mark Sheen to the program. Mark, just looking at the card ahead, what was your initial thoughts? Looks a tough day, uh, Pete. Um, we've got a three metre rail, the first time we've had that since Golden Slipper Day, which was very much an advantage to be uh, up on speed and near the inside. Uh, it's not a drying day in Sydney, so we're still going to have a track that's got a fair bit of give uh, in it. So I think currently rated a five, I don't think it'll improve. Mark Roden, welcome. Uh, we were just talking about the fact that these are some really deep fields and do you change your approach heading in towards the winter time? Do you look at doing the form a little bit differently or do you just play a little bit tighter? Uh, I... Look, if you get a dry winter in Sydney, it's great betting, I think. Um, the form's really consistent. Um, you get a similar sort of pool of horses um, meeting up, so you can cross-reference the form pretty easily. You can get into strife on very wet tracks um, and biased tracks. But if, you know, the tracks are reasonably fair, um, it's a good, good a time as any a year to bet, I think. Okay. Easy. Uh, we're going to preview the quaddy legs, but we'll start with race four, just out of a, a race of interest. It's a benchmark 78 over 1,200 metres. You've got Blondo as favourite at even money. I am power 480. That's the best available at Friday morning. Everything else is into the double figure range. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. What are you making of this favourite? Look, it was very impressive uh, winning at uh, Gosford. We've got a very fast pace, but uh, two of those culprits are in the race again, Ramstein and Quiet Ride, and then you've got another Sin coming in to the mix as well. So he'll probably get a solidly run race uh, again. Um, having said that, I thought this IM Power looked in foal at uh, Gosford. Um, he was having his first run for uh, quite some time, and uh, I think Tom Sherry missed the boat coming to the turn as well. He... He got snookered when he should have been uh, on his bike. Um, look, I know there was a big distance between them, but I think Iron Power had a lot of improvement. And just at the value, um, I'm going to back him to beat uh, Blondo, but I think that they've got a lap on the rest. OK. Mark Roden, did you have any thoughts about the favourite, whether it's a back or a lay at this early stage? Um, neither. <laughs> I don't want to back it. I, I don't want to pot it. I mean, I'll good. I mean, it was a different horse. Um, yeah. it, he wasn't first up as a gelding, was he? He was gelded before, I think. No, he was gelded before. He's only yeah. lightly framed type, and he didn't look great in the yard, but he's never been a flash type. But, right. you know, he was hard to like uh, in the parade as well, but uh, he just ran out of his skin, didn't he? He, he looked like Winks. It was amazing. But, um, yeah, I, I concur with Mark. Iron Power's the only one I could consider to, you know, give him a race here. Um, but, you know, even money and... Seven to two. It's yeah. If, if you want to be aggressive like Mark on Iron Power, I can I can see your reasoning. Um, I think it's about right personally at, at this stage. Blondo isn't the type of horse with his racing style. You'll want to be taking a short price around around out of the shoot at Rose Hill, I would say. And you could also argue that I mean that's a clear outlying peak for him um, first up. So you've got to make a decision whether that's the new him or wh whether he's going to a chance of coming off second up. So they're the reasons not to back him. And but the reason's too back him, as I said, he did look like Winks at Cosford. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's no bet for me at this stage, but very interesting. Yeah, we have talked about the first up peak a number of times, and it's uh, it's amazing how many different angles you can take to them, especially when well, uh, you get an even money favourite next start. It's a, it's got to be a price issue. I mean, I I talked at length about Eduardo after he beat Nature Strip 
over a thousand metres first up and said, oh, this is, you know, you, you've got to be hard on him next time out because it was uh, such a big new peak for him and he was first up. But it's a price issue. He went around at $6 odd in the Galaxy. And if you just said, well, if he does what he does last start, he'll win, and you're getting five to one. You know, it's not like he was even money yeah. like this one. So it, it is always a price issue. The thing with Blondo is that um, in his past two preparations, he has actually won second up, improved from his first up run. So if he improves uh, second up here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's jump into the quaddy. We'll start with race six, a benchmark 72 over 2,000 metres. Marinoa's favourite with Jean Van Overmeer on board, $3.50. Green Flash, five fifty. Then you're out to double figures for quite Michael, My Delight, and a whole heap of others. Mark Sheen. Marinoa favourite, JVO, not necessarily the greatest strike rate going around in Sydney, but he should be leading. Uh, what's your point of view on that runner? Look, uh, he did the job quite well at Wagga. Um, didn't uh, go all that quick in front there. I think uh, compared to other races on the day, his early section was, was only moderate. Third horse has come out and was unplaced at uh, Canterbury, uh, sorry, the Kenzo on Wednesday, so doesn't really frank the form. Look, uh, he's an improving type by Schnitzel out of faint perfume, so he's bred to run the trip, but uh, just looks a touch skinny to me. I'm with Green Flash here. They scratched him from a race on Wednesday where he drew barrier number one, looked a suitable race. Uh, I backed him the other day and seemed to be very poo in the betting there late with the stable mate very heavily backed um, <laughs> and seemed to lose his position there at the 600. So I'm thinking that maybe... Uh, he'll be suited at 2000 on Saturday. Okay, surely okay, a jockey sure. change can take care of that. James McDonald off for Tommy Berry on. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Roden, your thoughts? Yeah, I, look, they're the two, and I, I, I lean to Green Flash as well here. I think it just sets up better for him than it does for Maranoa. Um, Maranoa is progressive, uh, 2000 might be a problem, but looking at the map, I mean, he'll lead if he wants to, but there's about four others, four or five others that like to go forward as well. A lot of these, you know, it's a three-year-old 2,000-metre race with a big field. So some of these from wide alleys probably have no option but to push on, and that'll that'll half-drive Maranoa mad, I think. And Green Flash has drawn perfectly in just Lobb's midfield trail, I think. Um, and I, I think they're the two clear standouts on, on form and figures in the race. And... Um, well, jockey and, nap, I have to, and price, I have to leave Glenda Green Flash. I think he's got a better map, better jockey, and he's better odds. So that's pretty straightforward for me. There's a, a, a hundred middle pin chances in this race. 2,000 metre races for three odds is sometimes, you know, you can throw up an improver. Um, the one at odds I would consider specking is number 16, Good Omens, who was very heavily backed by the punters, including me at Hawkesbury last time, but quite frankly, didn't handle the wet track. I thought she would because she's by So You Think, but she really did flounder. She was beaten before the turn. She started odds on there, close to it. Um, she trialled really well before that and was an impressive winner um, before that trial. So I think she's got some ability and at around 20 to 1 I could say on her, but I think it's a good race for Green Flash. I just wanted to say, I thought 17 Rebel Rama had a rough chance at odds here. Um, Jesus, drawn a lot better than last start, got a long way back and has been hitting the line okay. And I agree with Mark, this this could, you could get a rough result in this race, but uh, obviously hoping for green flash, but I thought Rebel Rama had some hope at odds. Thanks for bringing that up, Mark. I was on it at Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun watch. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, just follow the money every time. Uh, well, we're talking about a 2,000 metre race for three-year-olds. Let's go to a listed quality over 2,000 metres in race seven. Uh, Parry Sound favourite at $3.80. Grey Lion, $6.50. Poly Grey, $7. Then you're out to, looks like Elvis Wugok. Uh, you're into double figures. Mark Sheen, anything take your fancy over the other 2,000 metre race? Look, uh, on, on form, I, I like Parry Sound, but the price is, uh, is a bit skinny for my liking. I think if you're backing favourites in these staying races through the winter, if you're backing them, you'll end up with one thong. Um, I just, look, I think his last run was good. Uh, he took off, he made two runs on him and he was only narrowly beaten. They ran very similar time to Polly Gray in the Cup. And he's getting, you know, five kilos of Polly Gray. I could make a case for maybe Gray Lion and Costello. Both uh, ran decent races the other day. Gray Lion coming out of a strong race. Costello didn't sweat as badly as he normally does and ran okay first up and has got a good second up record. Polly Gray probably short enough now with the weight. Um, Harry Sand on top, but uh, I'm not having a bet in the race. Okay. Mark Roden, what's your starting point here in race seven? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I started with Parry Sand as well, but I'd want, I would want, I reckon, 460 at least to play. Um, I do think it's top pick, but I think, yeah, it's just too short at the moment. Um, not outrageously so, but not not any, you know, it's not a bet at 370 for me. A um, lot of middle pin chances. Um, if it was wetter, I'd probably give Polly Gray another go. Um, soft five, you know, I think is fine for her, but... Um, you know, if it was heavy eight or nine or something, that would take a few others out of play, uh, which would give her a better chance. Um, the one I wanted to... I really like, looks like Elvis looks like Elvis has run in the Scone Cup last week. I uh, wanted to find it, but Barrier 14 and this jockey, I, it's not a bet for me. I, I really like the last... And it never wins either, I should say. You know, the horse is strike. Like you need a few things to go right, and the, the map probably... It doesn't get rid of it, but it makes it hard to back. Yeah. yeah. Very, very hard to find a bet, I thought. Okay. Uh, race 8 is a benchmark 88 over 1,500 metres. In terms of the market, Ellsberg is favourite. $2.50 is best available. You've got Kerwin's Lane and Archana. Arcana. We'll go Arcana. Uh, around that $8, $9 mark. They're the only horses in single figures. Everything else into double figures. Mark Sheen... Starting with Ellsberg, back or lay at the price, $2.50. Look, I'm going to forgive his run at uh, Hawkesbury. Hawkesbury can throw up some some very funny form. Um, he sat outside the lead there, didn't get control. I'm not sure that that was a total excuse, but um, I'm pretty sure he's better than that. Uh, he's got very good form at Rose Hill. He's got a couple of big wins there, especially at a 1,500-metre race where he led and just dominated, as he did at Randwick in the South Pacific Classic. And... Um, Look, I, th I think he'll roll forward here and be very hard to beat. I think uh, opacity is certainly an improver. The cut out of the track will certainly assist him. He is a back marker, though. But uh, he just had no luck at Hawkesbury the other day. Bottled up most of the way up the straight. And Kerwin's Lane goes from apprentice back to a senior rider. And it's got a soft draw. So they're the three I landed on. But uh, I think Ellsberg's certainly the one I want to back. OK, Mark Roden, you were... Bullish enough with Ellsberg last start. Are uh, you similar here? Uh, I ended up not backing him. He, yeah. he just got in too short for me at Hawkesbury, thank God. Um, clear top pick, has to be. Uh, 
price. I'd, no, I'd want closer to three dollars to be honest. Just look if he gets control, they probably won't beat him. I think there's a few drawn wide who might press on. Um, they did run along at Hawkesbury. Uh, I, I actually backed Acrophobic who led the Hawkesbury Guineas because I was sort of excusing on places there because I thought they did. They were ridden a little impatiently, and Ellsberg was in that boat as well. Uh, but there might be just a slight chink there if he doesn't get complete control. Um, look, I'm not desperate to bet against him. Uh, all the others in, you know, around the $7.50 to $10 mark, I think, are around their right price or too short. Uh, I think Ellsberg is clearly the one to beat, but I can't get too excited about 6 to 4 uh, The one I'll spec, um, look, he, he probably had a dream run last time. He's got an ordinary jockey change, but he's 20 to 1 is in pass. I, I mean, he, it was a good win. It was a good win in... Still my company last start, he, he's got a iffy jockey change, but he gets a claim. And he's at 20 to 1, I think I have to back him. But um, that, that is quite speculative because, as I said, Osberg is the one to beat. So did you have the fence off at Hawkesbury, uh, Mark? I thought he came up the fence, which looked a little bit inferior to me. Yeah, it? you said that. I, um, yeah, I think it was. They, they did all sort of get out of his way and, and pace-wise yeah. was half put on for him. Um, you got a clear run through where when plenty of others didn't, but time-wise and everything else, I thought it was okay. It was fine. Um, yeah, the, the jockey change isn't a plus, but um, yeah, it's twenty to one. You know, that's don't have that much on it. Okay, let's have a look at race nine. The benchmark seventy-eight over eighteen hundred metres. Market is wide open in single figures. You've got Steely, Approach, Discreet, Travest, Mubariz, Turidan, Prince of Aragon, and Legrisa. Mark Sheen, take your pick. Yeah, I think this will end up about 7 or $8 the field uh, by jump time. Um, I'm with uh, Travest now that he's got a start. He hasn't drawn all that well. In fact, I've gone for two here that originally drew 18 and 20. So uh, Travest uh, was a horse who was an absolute nerve nut at the races. Um, hasn't really furnished, but he, he used to sweat up very badly. But... It's the best I've ever seen him at Warwick Farm the other day, and he took off four wide on a limb a long way from home and sustained the run. So he may have turned the corner, judging by the way he paraded before the race. Uh, he gets out to 1,800 for the first time. Obviously, he's going to need a lot of luck um, from that barrier and going back uh, in the field. But uh, as I said, I think he may have turned the corner. I thought Legreza always races well fresh. He should have won at Warwick Farm first up last time in, and the two trials this time in have been really good. So uh, I thought she had a chance as well. But, you know, you could probably back six in the race and even miss the winner. But uh, 16 from 13 for me. Okay, sounds good. Mark Roden, your thoughts? Yeah, I, um, I wanted to find Travest, but the match put me off. Uh, I quite like the format of that race. Um, the great... Easy Campuzzi and Alan Hennessy came through that race and did the job for us at Kensington on Wednesday. Um, so I, I do like that race, but yeah, the barrier put me off. I think he gets a long way back. Um, I thought Turret and Mapwell up from Victoria. A lot of his forms on wet tracks, but he, I think almost all of his runs have been on wet tracks. So I'm not labelling him a wet, wet tracker necessarily, and I think he does map well. You know, K with a climb. Um, Steely were on at. Um, Hawkesbury, when he won that day, he's a chance again and, and well drawn, but you know, six, what's it, 650 best in a field of 100 chances. I think he's probably about right. Prince of Aragon was good and uh, last start at Gosford. Napswell again, I think he's a chance. Um, we could go on and on here. Uh, Savory um, on the drier track and blinkers can improve. Saigon was good last time. 
Mooba is has a couple of good switches. Travest, Mark mentioned, yeah, it's, yeah, we talk about this for uh, a long time and missed the winner, as Mark said. But I think Turidan's a little bit of value, but it's not a race to um, invest too heavily in, I think. Okay, very good. That brings us to the end. I'll get your best plays, whether they be best bets, best value bets, best lays on the card. Mark Sheen, your thoughts? Um, well, I did my ginger at Rose Hill last week, so hoping for an improvement on this Saturday. Um, I'm going to back Greater Harlem in race number two. It hasn't drawn all that well, unfortunately, so I'm hoping that the track is even and not a leader-biased track. So if if they make Grant in the first, um, uh, this is a really nice type. who did run second away over pass on debut, but just found it a little bit short there over 1,100, goes to 13. And uh, I know Overman will probably get the right run, but I think Greater Harlem will be hard to beat. And I like Green Flash as a horse in the 2,000-metre race. So they're my best plays, and I'm going to back Iron Power if he parades better uh, to beat Blondo. Okay, very good. Uh, we'll be having Rob Scorry's thoughts to go along with that uh, out of the yard. So he'll be back in Sydney this week after his triumphant display there in uh, at Morfordville in Adelaide last week. Uh, Mark Roden, your best on the card. Uh, race three, which we didn't cover, um, pretty compressed market, but I, I thought it was a bit more straightforward than that. Um, Mincer Missile for the great Jean Van Overmeer, who you spent five minutes potting earlier in the show. Um, this is another leader, though, and I think, well, there's no trick to riding this horse. It just goes forward, and it'll either lead or hand up to Kobe Rocks if it's desperate to lead. And if it runs up to what it did at Newcastle last time, I think it'll be very hard to beat, and I've got him a lot shorter than $5, so he will... Uh, Despite the low strike rate of the jockey, he's um, definitely a bet for me. Has actually ridden eight of his last 50 starts to victory, but I think only one of those has been in a metro level. So Yeah, it's... he's Oh, look, he, he can dominate in, in the yeah. bush, um, but I'll tell you what, he's probably... He gets his chance to ride a couple of winners in town because the ranks are thinner this week. A lot of jockeys are on holiday in the state, and, uh, yeah, this is certainly a chance for him to shine. Exactly right. Okay. Uh, thank you both for joining me. We'll catch up next week to preview whatever's coming up then. But in the meantime, Mark Roden, you're also betting at Newcastle tomorrow? I am. Yep. Yep. We'll have um, race by race numbers, comments, bets for Newcastle as well as Rose Hill. Right. Beautiful. Uh, until next week, guys, go well and uh, we'll catch up then. Yeah, Pete, Mark.